The Jets have one big decision to make. This is the Locked On Jets podcast for Monday, November 8th, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Today we are going to talk about what the Jets should do at the quarterback position this week, ahead on the Locked On Jets podcast. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making this show your first listen each day. I thought it was a nice weekend. The Jets got their losing out of the way on Thursday, which meant we did not have to watch them lose on Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the weekend. Hope you enjoyed the extra hour of sleep. I know I did, although I'll probably be dreading it today when the sun goes down at like 2 in the afternoon. But now we are back to talking about the Jets, and there is a very important decision to be made over the next few days. In fact, in season, there may not be any single decision more important than the one the Jets have to make, and that is who will start at quarterback this Sunday. And I'd like to spend today's show talking about what will go into this decision. Now, this is likely to be a topic of great media debate, of great interest. You'll hear the phrase quarterback controversy thrown around. And I'm here to tell you today, and maybe this is a boring take, it is not going to be this existential franchise-changing decision, or at least it does not have to be. And this is one of the things that drives me crazy about NFL analysis. Everybody always has to immediately know exactly what's happening. We saw that with Sam Darnold, the first three weeks of the season. Oh my goodness, the Jets made a horrible mistake. Sam's a legitimate franchise quarterback. Now listen, after those first three games, it was perfectly reasonable to say, hey, you know something? Maybe there was something missing with the Jets that's there in Carolina. He was playing pretty well through those first three weeks, but there was no need to definitively declare Sam Darnold a franchise quarterback at that point. It's okay to say, you know something? We don't know exactly what's going on right now. We need to give this more time to play out. And that comes to mind when the Jets make their quarterback decision this Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. Now, the decision may be taken out of their hands because they have a couple of quarterbacks who are coming back from injury. And we don't know whether Mike White's going to be available, although we kind of have a good sense of it. Robert Sala did indicate that the feeling in his hand came back late in the game against Indianapolis and they could have put him back in, but maybe because of score, maybe because Josh Johnson got into a rhythm they decided not to. So indications are Mike White, you would guess, is going to be able to go against Buffalo. And there also have been some preliminary indications that things are optimistic for Zach Wilson. Now, if one of Wilson and White cannot go, the decision is made pretty easy. And if neither can go, I would have to guess Joe Flacco starts. I know Josh Johnson played pretty well, but He's Josh Johnson. You know, Flacco does have a better resume than Johnson. But I think where this decision gets interesting is if everybody's healthy, if both White and Wilson are able to go. And it's going to be portrayed as this franchise-altering decision. I, I don't see it that way. And I think it's okay to say we don't know what's happening right now. Now, listen, I think that Zach Wilson, if you're asking me which quarterback on the roster right now is the future of the New York Jets, I'd say the odds are overwhelmingly in favor of Zach Wilson. But this is something people need to understand. There are other odds besides 0% percent 
and 100%. There can be a little bit of ambiguity in there. I think this is something that's lost in football in any number of areas. Just because something's more likely doesn't make it 100%. Just because something's less likely doesn't make it 0%. And Mike White has come out and played not just okay. I mean, he's produced at a historic level, and I don't use that phrase lightly. But through five quarters, he has 500 yards about and four touchdowns. It would be one thing if Mike White was going out there and... You know, playing okay, and maybe the Jets' defense rose to the occasion, and they, you know, they were able to pull an upset of Cincinnati. Mike White went out there and won that game against Cincinnati, and he got off to a very hot start against the Indianapolis Colts. Now, does this mean Mike White is a franchise quarterback? Well, we don't know, and this is what I'm saying. We don't need to declare that Mike White is great. We don't need to declare Mike White's terrible. Although I guess I already have done that if you listen to the show through the off season, I already prematurely declared Mike White was terrible. Oops. And that's, I guess, this is the point I'm going to make is that if I have any bias at all in this thing, it should be that I would want to, get, I should want to get Zach Wilson into the lineup as immediately as possible because I was the guy who, in the spring, said Zach Wilson is the quarterback the Jets should draft, and I was the guy through the spring, through the summer, through the fall, even leading up to the Cincinnati game, saying Mike White cannot play. Joe Douglas has totally, totally messed up the backup quarterback situation. So. I don't have any bias towards Mike White. The guy's making me look ridiculous. I just want what's best for the Jets. I think long-term, if you're asking me which of these two guys is more likely to be the starting quarterback, it's going to be Zach Wilson. Can Mike White play in this league? Well, you know, we don't really know yet. And again, I'm changing my mind a little bit because I was pretty definitive leading up to the Cincinnati game that he could not. Well, Sometimes you got to be willing to change your mind. Sometimes you got to be willing to say, you know what? I don't know, but maybe I was wrong. I don't think you can look past that performance and just dismiss it as totally nothing at this point in time. Now, listen, we've seen it from Sam. We've seen it from Geno Smith. We've seen it from Mark Sanchez. We've seen those guys put up big games, and it did not necessarily mean that they were the franchise quarterback of the Jets. It did not necessarily mean they were on their way to successful careers. I could even go further than that. I once saw Bryce Petty throw for 250 yards and lead a 14-point comeback victory. I saw Kellen Clemens lead game-winning drives in his first season as a starter. I can even go back to Brooks Bollinger, who began the 2005 season as the Jets' third-string quarterback. Chad Pennington and Jay Fiedler both suffered season-ending injuries in the third game. The Jets felt so unconfident in Bollinger that they brought in Vinny Testaverde, who was in his 40s at that point in time and retired to replace him. And then Bollinger comes off the bench and almost leads a comeback against the Chargers. Well, as it turned out, and it was a big comeback. Well, as it turned out, that was a very fleeting moment. Bollinger went to Carolina the next weekend and threw four interceptions. My point being that one big game and even an extra quarter on top of that, because you have to consider the Colts game, does not necessarily mean Mike White's on his way to a successful career. It does not even necessarily mean that Mike White is a quality backup quarterback at this point in time. However, we don't know yet. I think that there's a lot that we don't know about Mike White. And I think that ultimately, you have to be willing to find out what's going on here. Now, the Jets can only play one quarterback at a time, but you can watch more than one show and finally get your TV together by using Direct TV Stream. 
It brings your live TV and non-demand favorites like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. Whether you have one TV, two TVs, maybe you have a couple devices you like to use, you can use them all at once. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn, learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Thanks again for making Locked On Jets your first listen each day. The Jets have a decision to make at the quarterback position this Sunday. Will it be Mike White? Will it be Zach Wilson? Of course, the decision might be taken out of their hands because both White and Wilson are coming off injuries. So if one cannot go, presumably the other will. And if neither can go, I would guess it's going to be Joe Flacco over Josh Johnson. So plenty is unknown at this point in time. But I'm talking more a scenario where both quarterbacks are healthy. I think that there are some areas of the media where this is going to be portrayed as some sort of referendum on the Jets' future, that this is going to have long-lasting implications. I don't see that at all. I think this is one game. I think committing to one quarterback for one game is not going to make a big difference. If you're telling me that Zach Wilson's development is going to be materially impacted negatively by sitting one extra game, I just have a tough time believing that. In fact, if one game is so important, then we would already be moving on from Zach Wilson because he just sat two games. He missed the game against the Bengals and the game against the Colts. The Jets went into the season with the idea that they were going to develop Wilson on the field, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. This is a season where it's really about development, not just for Wilson, but for any number of players. Jets, of course, youngest roster in the NFL. But there have been plenty of quarterbacks in the NFL who have gone on to have quality careers who sat at least part of their rookie season, if not the entire thing. There's more than one way to bring a quarterback along. And there's another little, I think you want to put Zach Wilson in into a situation where he's likely to have success to build some confidence. I don't think that's going to be this Sunday's game against the Buffalo Bills because you're going up against a great defense. And I thought the Jets' best chance of winning this game was going to be to catch the Bills sleeping. Maybe the Bills think, okay, we're going to win this game. Maybe they overlook the Jets a little bit. I think that has contributed to the Jets' wins against Tennessee and Cincinnati, where they got teams that maybe did not take the game as seriously as they should have. That's not going to happen now, because the Bills just lost to Jacksonville. So the Bills already did that with the Jaguars. I don't think they're going to do it two straight weeks, especially against an AFC East opponent. This is a very difficult spot to put your rookie quarterback back into if you don't have to. But I also look at this as far as Mike White goes. Again, we don't know exactly what Mike White is. Maybe I thought I did. Maybe you thought you did. But sometimes things change. Sometimes quarterbacks surprise you. I mean, I can think through recent NFL history plenty of times where teams actually had a quarterback on their hands and they did not realize it. I mean, I could go back to 2004 when the Chargers drafted Phillip Rivers in the first round. Why did they do that? Because they had a young quarterback who they thought was a bust in Drew Brees. And Brees went on to have a career season in 2004, at least what was a career season for him at that point, led the Chargers to an AFC West title out of nowhere. They were the worst team in the NFL the year before. Rivers sat on the bench. Now, Rivers eventually did take over, but that was because Brees suffered an injury in the game right before he hit free agency. If Brees doesn't get hurt in that game, the Chargers may have stuck with him. I could go to situation a couple years later in Arizona where they had Kurt Warner near the end of his career. The perception was that Warner was finished. 
they drafted Matt Leinert in the first round. Well, funny thing happened along the way to Matt Leinert becoming the Cardinals franchise quarterback. Warner had a late career resurgence, got the Cardinals to within one defensive stop of winning the Super Bowl. You know, 2012, Washington trades up in the first round to get Robert Griffin III. He's their guy. Their next pick came in the fourth round. They picked Kirk Cousins, presumably to be the backup. Well, in the long run, even though RG3 had a phenomenal rookie season, Kirk Cousins was the better quarterback. Kirk Cousins did become the starting quarterback in Washington. Of course, he did eventually leave. The point here is that I understand that heading into the season, you or I, or frankly the Jets, probably did not think Mike White could play. In fact, the Jets trading for Joe Flacco probably means that they did not think Mike White could play because they made that move immediately when it looked like they were going to have to insert White into the starting lineup. And I don't buy for a second that they got Flacco to be the backup for White for two weeks, mainly because Flacco hasn't been the backup for two weeks. He hasn't even gotten active for a game yet. But sometimes your evaluations are off. Sometimes you don't realize what you have on your hands. And I go back to this point. It's not like Mike White just went out there and played okay. He was one of two quarterbacks to throw for 400 yards in his first career start. He's the only quarterback to throw for 400 yards and three touchdowns. This wasn't merely a decent performance. This was a historic performance. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that Mike White is the guy going forward. It could be that he's a quality backup. It could be that he's just a historical footnote, like a Matt Flynn, somebody like that, who went out and played great his first two starts in his career and never really amounted to anything. But I think we need to get more data on Mike White. And given the circumstances here, given that you'd only be talking about giving him an additional game, given the fact that you'd be throwing Zach Wilson out there against maybe the best defense in the NFL, I know they lost yesterday. I'm not sure how much that was due to the defense. I just don't see the harm in giving him another start. I don't see how this is a huge quarterback controversy. I think it's just common sense. If you have a quarterback who's playing well, and another quarterback who's not playing that well, you go with the guy who's playing well. Isn't that pretty basic football stuff? I, I think sometimes we just overthink things. We get into these elaborate mindsets about, oh, well, this guy's our franchise quarterback and we have to develop him. Well, you can't always have tunnel vision like that. You have to be willing to adapt as circumstances present themselves. Now, you should not change your plan for the smallest of reasons, but I think Mike White throwing for 500 yards and four quarters is a pretty good reason and we're only talking about one more start now if Mike White goes out there and plays great against Buffalo then we could talk about giving him another start and yes I understand that Zach Wilson is probably the the franchise quarterback of the future well that's part of the decision here and that's part of the criteria is Mike White has to play at a much higher level to stay in the lineup than Zach Wilson would Zach Wilson can go out there and be bad most weeks and he can still be viewed as the franchise quarterback for the Jets Mike White has one bad game. He's back on the bench. And if Mike White, again, goes out and plays well against Buffalo and somehow the Jets win the game and I'm not expecting that, you can't bench him. I mean, then he'd have two good performances against some of the best, better teams in the AFC. I know the Bengals are falling back to earth, but at that point, you have to continue to see what you have. You have to continue to move forward with Mike White. And the second Mike White shows you he's not the guy, Wilson can go back in there. I Sorry, I just don't see how this is this huge decision that's going to alter the franchise forever. I think you have a player who's kind of intriguing, and it's, you, it's worth it to explore what he can do. You've got Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's going to be here next year. He'll be here the year after. You'll hope to build around him. 
But if you have something in Mike White, I'd rather find that out now than find it out when he's on some other team. It's not the worst thing in the world to not know exactly what's going to happen. We don't know what Mike White is yet. We can have a guess. I mean, my guess is, is what we saw against Cincinnati and the Colts is probably a mirage. But I don't know that for a fact. I'd like to find out more. And I don't think it's going to damage Zach Wilson to do that. And one other thing. Whatever happened to forcing players to earn their spot on the field? If one wide receiver is playing well, you keep him in the lineup. We do this at every position. If a corner is playing well, you keep him in the lineup. But for whatever reason, at quarterback, the most important position on the field, we don't feel like players should earn their spot. We don't feel like the best guy should play. I just don't get it. If Zach Wilson's going to be the franchise quarterback of the Jets, he's got to be better than Mike White. And if he's not better than Mike White right now, I think you sent him the message. You know what? You're not the best quarterback on the team. You got to work. You got to earn your spot. What's wrong with that? We have no issue doing that at any other position, yet for whatever reason, the most important position on the field, we just want to hand the job to somebody. I don't get that. So as long as Mike White looks like the best quarterback, I think he should play. And the second he doesn't, he goes to the bench. And that could be as soon as one game from now. We can assess at the end of this game. We don't need to know exactly what we're doing five years from now at this moment. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know. Those are my thoughts on the Jets quarterback situation. As you think about it, maybe you want to snack on a Built Bar. And if you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. These bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of being purely delicious, and there are so many flavors. Raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. And by the way, this month, Built is coming out with new limited-time flavors every three to four days. So check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Again, it's promo code LOCKED15. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D, number one, number five, for 15% off at built, B-U-I-L-T, dot com. I certainly would not want to bet on which quarterback starts for the Jets this weekend, but BetOnline does remain your number one spot for all the football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, and use promo code LOCKEDON, it's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Locked on Jets podcast on this Monday. The rare Monday where we do not have a game to recap because the Jets played on Thursday. So listen to Friday's show if you want the game recap for last week. I spent the first two segments talking about the quarterback decision the Jets will have to make this week. And again, it is a one-week decision. The Jets don't need to make anybody the starter for the rest of the season. They don't need to change their long-term plans at this point and say, Mike White is our guy, Zach Wilson, you're done. They just need to decide who their quarterback is going to be for one game and then go from there. But there's one other thing I'd like to discuss on this show because the Jets did suffer a major injury in Thursday's game. It was Marcus May, and the news is very bad. May suffered a torn Achilles tendon. His season is over, and it came at a horrible time for him in his career because, of course, he was playing the season out on the franchise tag. 
And I always say this whenever something like this happens. If you ever want to know why I take the player's side when it comes to finances, this is a perfect example of a situation. This is a guy who's been an excellent player for the Jets for five years. Now, I know this year has been kind of up and down, and I know there have been some other issues, but this is a guy who did his job for the Jets. This guy was a second-round pick. He was the rare second-round success story for the team. And he was about to get paid by somebody on the open market, and now this happens. He's playing the season out on the franchise tag. Just a horrible situation. And Marcus May has been as good as you could have asked for from the Jets. For years, he kind of went under the radar because he was playing with Jamal Adams, and Adams got all the attention. May was always kind of the, the steady guy. He was kind of the sidekick. Then last year after Adams left, he got a little bit more of the spotlight. He was the team MVP. He was voted a team captain last year. And, of course, things kind of got to a point where it felt like the team and May were going to part ways because he was looking for a bigger deal than made sense for the Jets. And from the Jets' perspective, I mean, I'm not sure May was a guy you wanted to pay huge money to. He's about to turn 30. He doesn't play a premium position. You've got other priorities out there. Of course, from May's perspective, he probably wanted to go to a team that could win. He wanted to get a big payday. I mean, sometimes it happens. Sometimes a player and a team just part ways because it doesn't make sense for either side anymore. And that's where it seemed like the Jets and May were heading. There were all kinds of rumors around the trade deadline, although May's salary made it a bit of an obstacle to trade him, along with the fact he's about to hit free agency. So the Jets kept him around. I think they probably wanted his leadership. They probably wanted his stability. They probably felt that these things were worth more than whatever you know, late rounds or conditional pick they could get for him. And unfortunately, he gets injured on Thursday night. Just a very sad situation. One that'll hurt the Jets' defense the rest of the way. There's no question about it. These backup safeties who have played this year have not been very good. Ashton Davis looks really bad. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Ashton Davis, who should be the guy taking more of a lead role because he was a third-round pick last year, is just taking horrible angles to the football every time you watch him. And then you have a bunch of other backups because the Jets' other starting safety, LaMarcus Joyner, suffered a season-ending injury in the first game of the year. So, tough spot for the Jets. I mean, we know that they're out of the race at 2-6. and six. We know that May was on his way out, but he could have helped, and we know this defense was bad anyway, but he could have at least helped provide some stability. And more than that, this is a guy who deserves to have, deserves to be remembered fondly by Jets fans, because even though the ending was not great, this was a guy who really lived up to his draft position. If every pick the Jets made in the draft was like Marcus May, this would be a much better team right now. And there would not be such a lack of talent on this roster. So just a sad story. And I felt like I needed to note it because Marcus May has been such a key player for the Jets. He's out for the season. And with this kind of injury, I mean, this is a tough injury to come back from. He's going to be entering his year 30 season. Just a really tough, tough situation. Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Have a great Monday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.